The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. If you wish to attract higher levels of good health, personal and interpersonal relationships, and a deeper connection with spirit, you've tuned in at the right time and to the right place. This is Awakened Hearts with Rebecca and Boyd Campbell. In our program, we'll provide intuitive readings, insight, and guidance to help you connect with spirit and experience more from life. Now, here are your hosts, Rebecca and Boyd Campbell. Welcome, everyone. We are thrilled that you have joined us here today. We are your hosts, Rebecca Campbell. And Boyd Campbell. And you are listening to Awakened Hearts on the 7th Wave channel of Voice America Talk Radio. You can contact us by email, hello at sundrahealing.com, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, connect with us on LinkedIn, add us on Google+, and of course, visit our website, sundrahealing.com. We have Maggie Yanar here today, and she is going to be guiding us through our journey as we explore the topic of astrology. Uh, Welcome, Maggie. Well, I thank you. (laughs) Thank you, (laughs) Becky, (laughs) Rebecca. Now, yeah, uh, Maggie, I just wanted to let everybody know uh, how they can reach you. Is it through your website? Is that the best way to get a hold of you? That's probably the easiest way is to do that. Okay. And that's astrologer Maggie, M A G G I E dot com. That's it. Oh, perfect. And for those of you who are able to listen live today, the phone lines will be open and you are welcome to call into the show today and speak with Maggie directly. All right, Maggie, I have. Um, I have been wondering and hoping that you would share with our listeners. What led you into the field of astrology? Astrology. Well, let me see. I was brought up in a Catholic family, oldest of ten kids, but I had this insatiable curiosity about everybody's birthday. So I would ask every time I visited my cousins, my aunts and uncles, when's your birthday, when's your birthday? I always remembered it, too. And then when um, I got married, my mother-in-law and I got along very well. She was a Pisces. I have a moon in Pisces. That's usually a connection. And um, she'd read a book on Edgar Casey, which she said, you, you'll probably be interested in. And I got into Edgar Casey, and it said that astrology was like a blueprint for life rather than a, a bridge, you know, just like there are blueprints for cities and towns and buildings and everything. And I, I thought, oh, my goodness, let me look into this. So I did. And once I got into it, I started writing books. Believe me, back then, I've been doing this, Oh, I've been studying astrology for like uh, about 47 years. <laughs> so Holy it's, cow. it's a long time. <clears throat> it got so addictive because I have a, a huge family. I had a lot of friends, and it was very easy for me to check birthdays out, you know, see what, oh, my gosh, they are like that. How do they know this, you know? So that's what <laughs> got, it was my mother-in-law that really helped me get into this. She, she introduced me to it, which I just ran with it after that. 
and I would uh, throw myself into it for about three months at a time where I would just pour over everything that was astrological, and I would saturate myself, and then I would let it go for about three months because I, I had to assimilate all of this, you know, and digest it. But I had so much fodder. I mean, I'm the oldest of ten kids. I had a ton of cousins. I had lots of aunts and uncles, lots of friends. Every bus stop I would go to, when I was waiting for the bus, I would ask the person, when's your birthday? And then I would do a little thing on them, <laughs> you know. I did that all the time. I did attract some reborns, okay, who were like, oh, you need to talk to our pastor. Right on. But no, that's okay. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead, bring your pastor. I'd like to talk to him, too. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I I just found it to be very accurate, very, so interesting, so much fun. Maggie, what kind of things um, would would you uh, find out about people? You know, you always... Oh, what kind of things? I I, I think uh, sometimes there were uh, common threads... Uh, for example, Geminis often can talk quite a bit. When they're comfortable, they can just talk a blue streak. So can Aquarians, you know. I'd find different things out about the different signs. Uh, I find out the skeptics were Virgo, Capricorn, and Taurus. Those were like the biggest skeptics. And then there, I mean, I would notice things like that. Some signs are more psychic than others. Some signs will tune in right away. Others are like defensive. You know, I mean, it made me a lot more tolerant. It helped me understand people a lot better because of that. And uh, whatever profession I got into, while I was at university, I did a paper on uh, Carl Jung and, um, and uh, Sigmund Freud. From an astrological viewpoint, <laughs> I was getting a degree oh. in psychology, you know. Very interesting. And the teacher's like, we never had anybody do that. <laughs> I said, well, I wanted to see why they became partners and why they fell apart. And it was so obvious astrologically. So obvious. They were, wow. uh, Sigmund Freud was a Taurus with a moon in Scorpio, and those two signs are interested in sex, 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 sex. Boys <laughs> <laughs> talk about all the time, sex, 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 sex. Yeah, and then we had um, <laughs> Carl Jung, who was a Leo with a moon in Aquarius, and that's more open, more into relationships. Um, but all those signs are squaring each other in astrology, so eventually they were going to be squaring off against each other and disagreeing a lot. And they're all stubborn signs, only four stubborn signs. Those two guys had them all. <laughs> wow. So I just found it fascinating. I even did a chart for my teacher in uh, philosophy. I said, can I do your chart for an assignment? Because he gave us an assignment, and he, he went, sure. I got a very good mark in it, too. Right. You know, So very I did odd. things that I would try to do things that were a little different. And I, I mean, even writing my abnormal psych. <laughs> so what, what part of your astrology? People who were in institutions and why they were there, and if they, if they were like schizophrenics and what the reasons were from a, a psychic astrological viewpoint, you know. Yeah, so what part of your um, chart um, influences you thinking out of the box, which you obviously do a lot? Oh, uh, <laughs> let me see. Well, I think I have a Sagittarius ascendant, so that makes me more rebellious like that. And I was the oldest of ten kids, and my mother was extremely Catholic and very controlling, and the more controlling she got, the more I wanted to rebel. So that was just, like, easy. <laughs> <laughs> you <know? laughs> oh, you don't like being in astrology? I really love it. <laughs> Now, Maggie, oh, you know, you're psychic stuff. Oh, I really love it. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're no. talking about the signs, which I think for most of us who don't know much about astrology, we're all aware of this this main mm-hmm. sign, which I believe is a sun sign. Is that correct? Yeah, your sun sign is the day you were born, 
and uh, the month you were born, you know, and most people know what their sun signs are. Yeah. Most people, know, most people don't know what their moon is or their ascendant is, and those are just as important. Okay. Now, for the sun signs, uh, I've heard when people are saying that you're on the cusp. Mm-hmm. What is that about? That means that the sign is changing from one to another. Uh, for example, we're in the middle of Taurus right now. You know, around the 19th or 20th, it's going to go into Gemini. Those days are the cusp days, 19th and 20th. And uh, everybody is either one sun sign or the other. They are not both. Somebody says, and they've been told this before, I'm on the cusp. I'm, I mean, I'm a Taurus and a Gemini. No, you're not. Once I draw your chart up and I have your time and your place, I will know which sun sign you are. So, mm-hmm. and women okay. are usually very good about figuring out what it is, because I've had a number of women who have been born on the cusp, and they always had, like, a good intuitive sense about what sign they were. I haven't found the men to be very accurate. It's like they don't listen, don't pay (laughs) attention to their intuition. (laughs) (laughs) They do more like, this is what I want to be, so this has got to be the sign that's mine. (laughs) That's right. That sounds right. I've been displaying other characteristics here. I'm not looking at that. (laughs) And there's fire signs. So um, I remember asking a relative of mine, saying, okay, how many, you have a lot of kids now, um, what kids have got fire in them? Now, she knew nothing about fire, earth, water, or air, but she knew exactly which kids had fire, because those are the people that have a little more spunk, you know? Those are the people that are a little more impulsive. And if you have fire in your chart, even though your sun sign is not an Aries, or not a Leo, or not a Sagittarius, if it shows, if you've got it in your moon, which is where you react emotionally, you'll be impulsive. If it's on your ascent, it'll come across when you're out around other people, when you're at work and, you know, out and about away from the comforts of your home and friends. Hmm. So when you have kids um, who go to school who are very lively at home and then their teachers go, they're so quiet. Well, their sun sign is different from their ascendant. That's why there's a difference. Away from house, the ascendant could be like a shy sign. <clears throat> so that child will not be very um, lively until he or she feels really comfortable, and then that will come out. So mm. I saw that a lot. And I, I talked <laughs> for a while, and I mean, I could tell which ones were the rambunctious ones. Those kids have fire usually, you know. And, it must um, have been very helpful uh, oh, to have handy. this raising your Are children. Are you kidding? It's so handy. <laughs> it's like having a weapon that nobody knows about, <laughs> you know. And, and when I was uh, teaching, I would get all the kids' birthdays. And so if I had any difficulty in dealing with any of the children, you know, and dealing with them normally in school, I'd go home, check their birthdays out, and come back the next day and go, ha, I know what to do. I got your number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And when I was in social work, um, it was very handy because I had access to all my clients' birthdays, their kids' birthdays. But I would always ask the social workers, who would refer me to this case, what that birthday was. Because I needed to know whether they were on the up and up, whether they were operating from a cover-your-ass kind of attitude or whether they were operating from their heart. And it made a big difference with the clients. So, yeah, I would walk in there armed to the gills. (laughs) You know, like I knew, oh, I got stuff I know. You know, I know how to do this. And I had, like, when I was in social work, too, I had a meetings all the time with psychiatrists and social workers and supervisors and clients, and I would use, um, 
you know, I, w- I would do a meditation, angel meditation, which is what I do. I would do my yoga, and when I'd walk in the room, I would just send love to everybody, which meant that whatever I said, I would speak it from my heart. I wouldn't be talking around it or, uh, uh, you know, talking like professional BS, you know. I would get right to the heart of everything, and I would tell the truth, and I never knew what I was going to say until I had to start talking. Wow. So, In spirit. Yeah. It was, you know what? It worked this worked really well. I even used uh, I used it with all my clients. I mean, I knew how to deal with them. I I also learned that um, when you send love to somebody, and that's this is uh, see astrology led me into all of this stuff. You know, led me into being interested into in everything that was psychic and mystical. And you know, I met a lot of I met so many psychics. I, I could tell you who was good as soon as you meet them. You know, and uh, I had some good teachers, but one of the biggest things that worked in, um, you know, circumstances where people were drunk, people were angry, I would send love from my heart chakra. I just beam a white light from my heart chakra to the person in question because I realized very quickly, being in uh, social work, there was all kinds of difficult situations that would come out, and if I act aggressively, I would just make the aggression stronger on the other side. You know, that's what the reaction I would get. So once I would start uh, sending love to them from my heart chakra, just picturing this white light going from me to them, I would see a huge difference right away, right away. And that was my little avenue to deal with it quickly, quietly, and get it resolved, you know? Yeah. That's one of the things we teach in uh, in the aura class here is what you're talking about there exactly. And some of the... the, uh, students that have come through have um, uh, expressed amazing results using the tactic of the, the, what you just did. So it's very, very effective. It I'm, worked so well. The first time I actually used it on a client, I You know what, Maggie? House. I'm going to interrupt you for a moment because sure. I want you to share that in detail, and we're just going to go to a quick break. Absolutely. So we, we will see you all on the other side of two minutes. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have you found your life has changed because of Reiki? We want to share your story. How has Reiki energy healed your life and the life of your loved ones? Don't miss out on this amazing opportunity to share your light with others. Your story is powerful, and it could forever change someone else's life in a positive way. For more details, visit the Your Story page of our website at sundrahealing.com. You could become a part of a book or be selected as a guest on Awakened Hearts. That's sundrahealing.com and click on Your Story. Sundra Healing offers services at our location in Leduc, Alberta, as well as distant services worldwide. At our location, we offer Reiki therapy, massage therapy, chakra balancing, crystal healing, intuitive readings, third eye activation, and past life regression. Distance services include Reiki therapy, crystal grids for healing and manifestation, and intuitive readings. We also offer classes and workshops of all kinds, either at our location or at yours. Check out sunderhealing.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. You 
are listening to Awakened Hearts. To call in and connect to Rebecca and Boyd Campbell on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to hello at sundrahealing.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. Yes, welcome back. We are here today with Maggie Yanor, and she is talking about astrology. Uh, Just before the break, Maggie, you had shared about uh, sending the white light from your heart chakra to others, and you were going to go into a story specifically, and if you recall what that is... uh, Oh, yeah, I certainly do. You can Um, flow with that. A lot of my clients that I deal with, I would... You know, if there was a, any kind of crisis going on with them, I could feel it. But sometimes I wouldn't be able to tell which client. I could tell, like, two. One, one or either of them. I didn't know which one it was. And I, I remember going, calling my client up, and I said, I'm going to go see you. And she said, oh, I'm leaving right now. And I'm on the phone with her, and I get to the front of her house, and she said her sister's there picking her up. There's nobody there. I go to the door, and uh, bang on the door, and she's, like, still on the phone with me because I hadn't done enough. I wanted, like, to ambush her, you know. I knew there was something wrong. And she opens the door, and she laughs. She goes, how did you know? And I walked in. I said, who else is here? And she goes, nobody. But I could feel another energy in the house. I could feel something very strong. And I walked in one of the bedrooms, and there was her sister, who was about six feet tall, probably about 270 pounds. And she was drunk, drunk, drunk. So I said to the sister, you have to get out right now go and the sister got up she lumbers after me down the hall i'm going down the hall from the bedroom my client's standing in the in the bathroom brushing her hair because i told my client you're gonna have to you're gonna come with me and as i go past my client the sister attacks her physically attacks her throws her on the floor my client was just a small little woman you know she wasn't the size of her sister and i broke him up and the sister stands up and i looked at her i got really aggressive and i said listen you have to go right now and I saw the devil in her eyes. Honest to God, her eyes looked so bad. I knew there was something bad in there, and, I, and I, all of a sudden I remember, oh, my God, this is not going to work. Aggression doesn't work. Aggression doesn't work. And I just sent her a love right away. While I was looking at her, her eyes dropped. She closed her eyes for a minute, and they opened really slowly. There was like a different look in her. And I just whispered at her and said, you have to go now. And she turned around, went down the stairs, out the front door. I never, ever saw that woman again. I mean, that was it. (laughs) And that was like, okay, this is enough. I'm using this all the time. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. Oh, yeah. yeah. The power of love is amazing. You know, I told my fellow workers about it, and they just kind of looked at me like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Try it. What? It works. Speaking of love. uh, Yeah, what is, we're wondering, um, you were talking a little bit about uh, the signs there earlier. What? uh uh, our sun signs are a lot of people. You know, you, you always see. Well, what's your sign? What? You know, what's your oh, sign? Oh yeah, but they don't know what when, it means when they ask you. Yeah, and and it's they use it for you know relating to relationships that kind of stuff. Or an icebreaker uh, now. You know, that's the normal icebreaker thing, eh? Yeah, that's right. So, is is there any validity to this? Or There's so much it? validity to it if you actually know what you're talking about. I mean, if you if somebody asks you their sign. Just give them your birth date. If they don't know anything about astrology, they won't even know. Unless it's close to theirs. They won't know. Right. So it's more like a curiosity. And, and the newspaper stuff is like as important as aspirin is to medicine. How many times does aspirin cure medicine? Newspaper astrology, that's what it is. Twelve signs, 
12 little blurbs, you have, you have a lucky chance. If it fits you, it's lucky, except if it's not good. <laughs> you know, it's not right. lucky at all. <laughs> but um, that's all they can do. But when I do a chart, it takes about an hour and a half to two hours. And um, I can get down to nitty-gritty. I can get down to, I see past lives in charts. And that's where I started seeing past lives was in charts. Now I see them when I meet people. I often see a past life right off the bat. Um, but in the charts, I saw that. I also see talents and skills that have been developed in other lives. And I can see why you react this way, why you're different from your family, what kind of partners that you attract. Um, may not always be the best thing for you, you know, but um, there's so many things that I can see in a chart that is, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll talk nonstop for like an hour and a half. <laughs> Just so much, so much information that comes out of a chart. And I can so see, if, um, I saw a lot of people who have Libra in them, for example, who have been like put to death or put on trial, put in jail for speaking their mind. So in this life, very afraid to give their opinion mm. in case other people disagree with it and they might be punished. So there's that fear of being punished, you know? Right. I saw that, I see that over and over and over again. Libra. And a lot of Libras feel like they don't belong in the, the family. They feel like they're adopted. So all the signs have their own little peculiarities. Uh, Aquarians, um, because of their interest in checking the world out, you know, uh, their curiosity may be more than a lot of their families can handle or want to look at. Yeah, mm. that, that explains a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boy, does Aquarian. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I have a few Aquarian family members, too. I mean, have you ever seen the uh, TV series Psych? Yes. yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the like. guy's like an Aquarian, okay? He's very yeah. sharp. He can pick up stuff, and the next thing he goes, hey, can I have this pineapple to eat? You know, this is after, you know, <laughs> dissecting what's going on in the room and all the little details and stuff, you know. <laughs> I just said, oh, he's an Aquarius, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and Do you get a... Cloud, oh, he's like a combination of Libra, Virgo, and Scorpio. I mean, I, I see characters as being their astrological characteristics, you know? Yeah. Everything. And, Maggie, do you uh, get a lot of... Some people to get along with than other people, and every single sign has the pluses and the minuses. If you're operating with the negative characteristics, you're going to be a Gemini, but not a really nice one, all right? If you're operating on the positive, you'll be a great example for people who are who are used to maybe attracting that sign and not really liking it, but you like to show, you, you show them, hey, they're good people of every sign. There's irritating people of every sign, and there's great people of every sign. And which ones do you want to attract? Are you handing out constant critiques or negativity to people? You're not going to attract the good guys, okay? You're going to attract a lot of criticism your way and say, what the heck, why are they acting like that with me? What are you doing? What are you handing out? <laughs> Do you get a lot of people come to see you to have their charts done when they are looking at uh, serious relationship commitments like marriage? Yeah, I've, I've even done marriage charts. I mean, there's, you can do a marriage chart, um, which is pretty simple, to make it easier for both pairs, you know, both couples, people to get along. Um, I have people looking for that. I had a, a guy years ago that said he was uh, engaged, and he wanted to know, what kind of relationship he and his fiance would have? Could I do her chart and his chart? It had a compatibility for them, you know? So he came, and I said, hey, there's nothing. I don't see any relationship with this woman at all. I don't even know why you guys are getting married. You know, I remember saying that. And he admitted at the end of it, he said, 
we did get married. It lasted for 55 days. Okay, then. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Most people get married under very short-term attractions. If there is an attraction between two people, I will see it in the chart. It usually jumps out at me. And I have seen people get married where there's no attraction. They're, getting, they're either getting married because of stability, the guy's got money, the woman's got money, they've got prestige or power, or they're afraid they're never going to have a chance to get married, so let's get married. And there's no attraction. I mean, the first person that comes along and is appealing, you know, they'll be gone. Yeah. Right. They'll yeah. be out the door with that. And sometimes people will get married under very short-term astrological attractions. But there is always an attraction. If there is an attraction in person, you can guarantee there's going to be one astrologically. And so it's very easy. My, and my kids, I have six children. They will come and say, you know, Mom, I like this guy. Can you tell me what he is? You know, is there any attraction? Is there anything here? And I'll tell them. My boys have done that. My daughters have done that. Yeah. Very easy to see. <laughs> yeah, very helpful. Anyway. Very now, easy. how does how does Venus play in uh, Venus retrograde? Uh, how does that okay. play into relationships? All right, Venus retrograde. You never get married if there's a Venus retrograde because it means the love that you've got is going to disappear. It's going to look like love, and then and it could last a few years, and then it would just you'd find out your husband's running around. You had no idea, you know. Mm. Um. But Venus retrograde is not a good thing to, get, to, to have in your chart when you're getting married, in your marriage chart. Bad idea. And Mercury retrograde, okay. of course, if you get married during Mercury retrograde, you can bet you guys won't even be talking very well. Within a couple of months, there's going to be huge communication issues. I mean, it brings up the problems immediately. Mm, okay. And brings anything everything you to the sign during Mercury retrograde, including getting married, marriage license, you know, any promises to start a business, anything, there are endless delays and lots of times it never gets done, ever. So don't get married then. That's a bad time to get married. That's like as soon as I hear of um, I'm famous people getting married, because they always have it on the news, you know, so-and-so get married, and I'm thinking, Mercury retrograde, let's see how long that one lasts. You know, like really. Mm. <laughs> how, do, how, do, uh, how do the plans affect us like that, I'm trying to understand. You know, I hear the hear these planets in retrograde. Mm-hmm. How is it actually affecting us? Like, I can you explain that at all? Well, we understand about how the moon affects the tides, right? The water raises the water in our bodies to the full moon, right? And um, all the planets do that to some extent because the moment the, that we are born, those things are on the in the on in our chart, and they really show. Um, what our tendencies are, and they really show what skills, what talents, what things we need to get when we're born into this life. Now, you can change it, but the planets all have an effect. Now, Mercury, when it looks like it's going backwards, that's when it has more of a detrimental effect on us, you know? But the moon has the same, has an effect on us, too. Venus has an effect on us. I mean, they all do. We just don't believe it does. I see it all the time. It's the (laughs) planetary pull. It's the relationship that the planets have to the Earth. That makes sense, for sure. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we know about the moon because it's obvious, because we see it in the sky. We can see when it's full. And we see behavioral uh, difficulties around the full moon. But not every full moon affects every person. The average person is affected by three or four full moons a year, maybe. And again, it depends 
um, if the full moon is, for example, we have a full moon coming up in Sagittarius at the, uh, you know, towards the end of May, on the 22nd of May, and uh, that could be like two degrees Sagittarius. So if you are a Sagittarius, if you have a moon in Sagittarius, if you have a ascendant in Sagittarius around the two degrees, that's when that full moon is going to affect you within a 10-degree radius of that. And each sign only goes to 30. So you've got two degrees. You could go up to, you know, 12 degrees, and it might affect you then. Um, and some of your planets are affected more than other planets. Uh, I remember noticing um, when I was younger that a lot of my breakups with boyfriends would occur right around Christmas, and I started realizing that, oh, my gosh, that's when there's a full moon in Gemini on my planet Uranus, which was in my house of partnerships. So Uranus is like, oh, Uranus is like, yeah, quick breakups and quick attractions, you know, and and it's almost like you don't even know they're coming. But, uh, wow. yeah, so I said, okay, I see the pattern here. <laughs> you know, no doubt. Well, and so helpful to be able to recognize it, right? So you can well, plan a little useful. differently. It was very handy, and I realized that uh, it was always me instigating it and me feeling like I didn't have any freedom. I mean, Uranus rules Aquarius. That's freedom. If you don't have freedom, you can't handle it. When I, and there are Uranian Aquarius, Uranian um, attractions and relationships where you'll meet somebody where their where the Uranus in the sky is transiting Venus on either of you, and when you get together, it's really exciting, lots of fun. But as soon as one partner tries to exert control over the other, the relationship will just break, take off, and break. Mm. Maggie, and we're going to go to another break here. Those kind of circumstances, which is so temporary. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to go to another break. I just yeah. want to remind all the listeners, if you have not entered your uh, entered into the draw for that Rose Quartz Crystal, there's only one week left to do so. Uh, you can find, if you go to the blog at sundrahealing.com, there's a post about the Rose Quartz Crystal, and that has a link to the Facebook post. Uh, all the instructions are on there. Uh, you also need to listen to the episode from last week to get the secret word. That's part of winning it as well. And we will see you on the other side of two minutes. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Sundra Healing offers services at our location in Leduc, Alberta, as well as distant services worldwide. At our location, we offer Reiki therapy, massage therapy, chakra balancing, crystal healing, intuitive readings, third eye activation, and past life regression. Distance services include Reiki therapy, crystal grids for healing and manifestation, and intuitive readings. We also offer classes and workshops of all kinds, either at our location or at yours. Check out sunderhealing.com. Have you found your life has changed because of Reiki? We want to share your story. How has Reiki energy healed your life and the life of your loved ones? Don't miss out on this amazing opportunity to share your light with others. Your story is powerful and it could forever change someone else's life in a positive way. 
For more details, visit the Your Story page of our website at sundrahealing.com. You could become a part of a book or be selected as a guest on Awakened Hearts. That's sundrahealing.com and click on Your Story. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. listening to Awakened Hearts. To call in and connect to Rebecca and Boyd Campbell on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to hello at sundrahealing.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. We are here today with Maggie Yanner, and she is talking to us about astrology. So Maggie, we've we've been talking, we've been talking in the breaks. Oh my goodness, I feel like we could do a whole series on astrology. <laughs> we could. I will not have enough time in one life to figure out everything I, there is to figure out of astrology. It takes way more than one life for that. Yeah, I, no, I can see that. Oh, now you have, were talking about doing charts. So I'm thinking of you know our listeners who would be interested in having their charts done, and I know that. Uh, you are going to be offering your services at our Psychic Fair here at Sundra Healing on June 25th. And is there other ways that people can have their charts done with you? Do they have to come to see you in person? I have probably done thousands of charts by mail. I've also had women call me from the hospital with their newborn babies with the time. And so when they got out of the hospital, I would do the baby's chart and they knew exactly you know, what they could do with this child, how they can encourage this child, where the talents are, where the skills are. Don't waste your time trying to push them in a direction that is not great. Oh, so I, I love that. I did that with all my children. I have six children, and by the second one, I knew how to draw charts up, and my books came to the hospital with me. As soon as the baby was born, I would be yelling, what time is it? I want the right time, you know? Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then I would go back to the room and do the chart and figure out, what have I got this time? What little treasure have I got? So it's very useful. I'm not wasting my time pushing somebody or encouraging them when they have no interest and no past life and nothing, you know. Happier kids, for sure. You let them be themselves, you know, watching them every develop, eh? So people can um, check my website, astrologermaggie.com. I also have a phone number. They can call 780-633-7005 and make an appointment. And uh, you need some time to get this done. Now, at your, um, on June 25th at your fair, the astrology takes about an hour and a half to do it. So okay. uh, I might do astrology or I might do angel readings. Angel readings will take half an hour. Yeah, well, it's going to be totally up to you. And I was going to ask you what services you all were going to provide, and you can, you can share that with the listeners now. So sure. astrology, angel readings. Well, angel readings means I have to do um, like a, a visualization for myself, uh, ground myself, and then I hear them talk and I write down what they say. And it was after my dad died, my dad came to me in a dream and told me to get back into meditation. And I had studied meditation with psychics. I had studied meditation with a guy who studied with the Tibetan monks. You know, I had done quite a bit of that, including family stuff where we would, you know, send each other thoughts at the same time right across Canada, you know, and then we'd keep notes and call each other and say, this is what I was getting. <laughs> um, 
so the angel readings have been absolutely hugely helpful. If somebody has got um, a person who has died that's close to them, that they are having a hard time recovering from, all they need is a name, and that person will come through to talk to whoever it is. So I've had a lot of people do that, you know. Come oh, wonderful. Say, well, so. you know, my mom died, and I, we didn't have a great relationship, but I kind of miss her. So she'll come through, you know. So you do a little bit of mediumship then as well. Yeah, I guess so. But you know, it all started with astrology. Astrology is like, you know, anytime you are studying something, whatever it is, if you're passionate about it, your intuition, your instincts start working really well. And I realize that that's, those are the people that are great, whether they are doctors or teachers or dentists or psychics. Once they know the basics and they just start relying on their own instincts, they'll be so much better than if they're just following the rules all the time. Mm-hmm. They're in, they're uh, inspired. They're in spirit. When they're Absolutely. Doing following Absolutely. their passion. Yeah. You know, those are the ones that I are great. That. You know, those are the yeah. great, the people who are great in their profession because they're letting their intuition and their instincts. I mean, my dad used to say all the time, people are only using, tw- you know, 10% of the brain. I wonder what the rest is. Well, the other 90% is psychic stuff, you know, is developing that psychic ability and trusting that. And there's so much to it. I mean, everything that was ever invented came from our thoughts. Yes, they're so powerful. We can do anything with them. We just don't realize it, and we're never told we can. Yeah, creating our own reality just through our thoughts. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, you want to be thinking good thoughts about people, about things, about events, because you want to attract good things to your door. Because the more you're preoccupied, whatever your thoughts preoccupy, if you're thinking of negative all the time, you're going to attract negative to your door, and you'll say, why is this happening to me? Well, you're thinking about it all the time. You're always worried about accidents or anxious or whatever but if you concentrate and replace those thoughts with something positive you will see a change in your life yes yes i we can definitely attest to that absolutely oh yeah well you know i see i have seen charts that well you know i do the charts before people get here so i don't want to waste my time drawing it up you know, in front of them. But I've seen charts where I'm waiting for someone thinking, ooh, they have a hard road to hold. This is kind of, ooh, poor people. You know, I think that. And others, it's like a piece of cake. Most of the hard charts that I see, uh, the individuals are working really well, and they understand themselves, so they're making the best of what they've got. And then I've seen charts where, which should be a breeze, and most of the time the individuals, all they have to do is put a little effort in any direction, and the world opens. They don't even do that. They wait for it to go to them. <laughs> so I see almost like, hmm, very laid-back attitude when you can actually do a way more than you're doing right now. Be easy for you. So and It'd be nice to be able to give those people a wake-up call. Yes, yeah, yeah. Just, just a come little on. bit of an eye-opening. That's right. Okay, come on. All you have to do is take a chance, and the yeah. doors will fly open for you because there's a lot of other people that don't have that opportunity. They have to work so hard to get the door open. Yeah. So it's it's fascinating, very interesting, and every chart's different. I've done twins. I concentrate on the differences. Even a minute can make a difference in change of planets, and it also shows, like, even with twins, it'll show past lives, whether they were together or whether they were mortal enemies, and that's why they're twins now because they have to sort it out. You know. Wow, that happens, hey. Um, I know that uh, I see past lives all the time, and I was at. My dentist, and I saw a past life where he'd been a doctor twice in past lives, and in this life, 
I said to him, I know why you're a dentist. You didn't want any more deaths, and you wanted to make some money. Your last life was in Russia. You were getting chickens and cabbage for payment. He just laughed. Eh? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> He's making a lot of money now. <laughs> um, I had a friend that said she was at a hospital years ago when her father was there. She's a psychic, too, and um, and she said all the doctors that she ran into, she said, and she doesn't always see past lives with people, but she said they'd all been soldiers before, so now they were doctors. Holy. So all these things, you know, make so much sense, don't they? Yeah, life lessons lead to the next well, lesson, I guess. And right? another thing that I heard a long time ago was that, you know, well, whoever you hate, for example, if you're in this life and you uh, really hate, like, blacks, natives, Asians, uh, fat people, thin people, gay people, women, whatever... Guaranteed next life, you're going to be back in that position, in that position that you don't like. I've seen that happen over and over and over again. Oh, good. You don't like yeah. a segment of, of, of the Earth's population? Guess what you're going to be? You're going to have to experience this now. Mm. <laughs> that makes total be sense. Careful. Don't hate anybody. Don't hate anything. Give everybody a chance. Yes. You know, if advice. you're getting a bad feeling about somebody and you meet them for the first time, stay away from them. That's all. Don't have anything to do with them. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason for that. Or if you really like somebody, you know no, nothing about them, but you can just feel this comfort. You've known them before, probably been friends before. That's why it's happening again. Pay attention. You know, and some signs are more psychic than others. For example, um, Pisces, Cancer, and Scorpio—they're water. Water conducts energy very easily and if you have water in your chart usually you can tune into people easily usually you can feel when something's wrong you can feel somebody's energy so if you've got somebody who's really a negative person but puts on a pleasant front anybody who has water usually can pick that up and anyone can train themselves to tune in even if they have no water and the water in the chart means their sun moon their sun or their moon or their ascendant and your sun sign you know if you're not water but you are sensitive and you're good at picking up things, then you probably have water somewhere else. Your moon means that on an emotional level, um, you can pick up things, and it's not always obvious to other people. Your moon sign says how you react emotionally, that's not always obvious. If you have a moon there, in a water sign, you are picking up. You are mm. noticing things. And you need to work in an environment that is positive, <clears throat> because even walking past somebody that isn't a bad state of mind, and it's easy to do when you're on the street or if when you're at work, you know, not a lot of people aren't in the most positive state. Uh, you white light yourself before you go in there because the white light will protect you from, you can still sense the negativity. You're not going to walk away feeling depressed and sad after you've done that, though. It's filtered. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, it's more than a filter. It's more, it's more like a protection. Oh, I can sense it. I'm staying away from you. I had a friend who was a social worker and she could see auras so she said every time her supervisor came in she said she'd peek around the corner and the supervisor had a lot of black or dark or gray around or red she said she would stay out of that woman's way for the day she'd find reasons to go out and see clients other places not have to deal with her <laughs> <laughs> so you know everybody wants that gift <laughs> yeah what Maggie, oh boyd said everybody wants that gift oh yeah yeah we are going to go to a break again. Um, 
Just before the break, I just want to announce to all the listeners, we do have a bunch of classes, great classes and uh, events coming up this month. Uh, May 7th, this Saturday, we have a Reiki share at Sundra Healing from 4 till 6 p.m. That is open to everyone who wants to come and experience or share Reiki with each other. Uh, We also have a kids Reiki class, and that's going to be the level two class for the ages six to 12 year olds. And that is May 7th at 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. We have the learning to see and feel auras that Boyd teaches, and he has finally got the second class ready to go for everybody who's been waiting for the second level. That is this Saturday, May 7th from one till four. Um, May 14th, we have a level three Reiki class coming up. And May 21st, we have a level one uh, Reiki. And, of course, we have the Psychic Fair on June 25th. So keep all those in mind, and we'll see you on the other side of two minutes. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. your life has changed because of Reiki? We want to share your story. How has Reiki energy healed your life and the life of your loved ones? Don't miss out on this amazing opportunity to share your light with others. Your story is powerful and it could forever change someone else's life in a positive way. For more details, visit the Your Story page of our website at sundrahealing.com. You could become a part of a book or be selected as a guest on Awakened Hearts. That's SundraHealing.com and click on Your Story. Sundra Healing offers services at our location in Leduc, Alberta, as well as distant services worldwide. At our location, we offer Reiki therapy, massage therapy, chakra balancing, crystal healing, intuitive readings, third eye activation, and past life regression. Distance services include Reiki therapy, crystal grids for healing and manifestation, and intuitive readings. We also offer classes and workshops of all kinds, either at our location or at yours. Check out SundraHealing.com. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Awakened Hearts. To call in and connect to Rebecca and Boyd Campbell on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to hello at sundrahealing.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. We have uh, Maggie Yanor with us as guest today, and she has been talking about astrology. Among other things, eh? Among other things, wherever everything else has has taken us in the conversation today, we've been led by spirit, which is the best way to Mm -hmm. do things. Mm -hmm. Well, I would say that the best weapon we have, we need to change the world right now because the world is full of hostility and suspicion, and the powers that be are manipulating us to fight each other. And it would be better if we sent each other love didn't matter if we knew if we, if we know the person or not send them love we will change the world if we would do things like that with each other because when you're sending love to somebody it makes you a really positive person it doesn't matter what happens you can deal with it 
Yes. It's easy to deal with, and you do not attract constantly angry people when you're doing this all the time. Yes. Now, Maggie, can you, we have a uh, few minutes left in the show, and I'm wondering if you can uh, give us a little bit of an expectation of what's coming up. Uh, Like usually Boyd and I will kind of look at the following week and do a reading for everybody, but we'd like you to do something for us, however that fits into the astrology end of things. All right. We have a new moon at the end of the week, okay? And the new moon is in Taurus. Uh, a new moon with any sign. If the sun sign is in Gemini, the new moon's in Gemini. If the sun sign's in Leo, the new moon's in Leo, okay? And okay. most people don't understand that, but that means you have like a double energy there. So we have like a sun in Taurus, a new moon in Taurus, and this is going to be a little harder on men um, because men logically find themselves. This is a very logical, you know, new moon, very logical new moon, and it says, all right, what seems to be right in front of your face, you're not really looking at properly. Uh, your logic is a little skewed. The, full, the new moon will make you aware of how you're supposed to deal with something rather than the way you have been dealing, about, dealing with it. So I find that men get a little more frustrated because they're not, they don't seem to, to adapt as easily to new things or to changes as much. But there is a time period um, during the new moon... I would say between, let me see, 1 o'clock and maybe 2.30, when you have any ideas, any of those ideas that jump into your head, pay attention to to them during that time. Take note of what you're picking up in that time period to make it easier, to make it better. Um, It does, I was looking at at the new moon chart that that I drew up, and Mark, Mars is retrograde. So any aggression by whoever is being very aggressive for the next two months, if, they're, if you're taking advantage of somebody unfairly but you want to have your own way, you will be defeated, okay? So make sure you're not the, aggress- the aggressor in anything for the next two months. And the full moon's just whipping it right in, throwing it okay. right in there. Um, it's a good time to appreciate all the goodness around you. This is the thing that this new moon can do, is to appreciate what is good. Appreciate what you already see, but you're not really looking at. That's the best thing, I would say, to do. Uh, and there's a real, oh, let me see, your home, in the home, um, any any energy in the home that is rather disruptive, and I see that happening. This new moon is bringing in disruptive energy from the home. Uh, one of the best ways of dealing with it is get away from the home and get a perspective. You know, get out of the house, go sit in the woods, go for a walk there, and get your perspective on what is wrong in the house. It's there, it's obvious, but you're not looking at it. So it's like look at what you've got in front of you from different eyes, and that that new moon on Friday is going to help you do that. Perfect. And uh, time to be of service and to make sure you have compassion because you'll be able to empower yourself and other people. This is a service moon, okay? It's like help each other, help each other. Mm, which we all want to be doing all the time anyway. But Well, you know, you know we have an opportunity. It's a very good thing to do. Um, don't be just thinking about from your perspective you've got to think from somebody else's and that's a problem with them the 
the double Tauruses, they often think from their own perspective. And if it hasn't been in their experience, they don't look at it. And this new moon is saying, you better look at it. We're going to make you look at it (laughs) (laughs) right now. It's not bad. It isn't a bad moon. It's just like change your perspective, and things are going to be a lot better if you do that. It sounds like there's a lot of stuff going on this month. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. There's more than that. I (laughs) I see a lot more aggression going on in the world. For the year, for the next two months, it looks like there's going to be um, more aggression in terms of, you know, international world. Mm. And remember, the guys that started are not are going to be defeated, okay? Because it's a bad time <laughs> for anybody right. who's really aggressive. It's not right. going to work out. So I did hear there's going to be some sort of a tax revolt too. And we're hearing about that. I think that would be a very good thing for everybody. Paying far too much, aren't we? Mm. Sure, Logically, yes, we mm-hmm. are paying far too much. <laughs> well, very interesting. We'll definitely be watching for uh, watching for those things over the next couple months. And yeah, anything that can be done by all of us out there who can be sending as much love out into the world to help to uh, balance. Do it when things. you get up in the morning. Um, when you go to work, you can send it to people that aren't even around. I used to send it to uh, boyfriends. If we were having a tiff, I would send love to him all the time. And uh, next thing you know, he'd call, he goes, I can't stop thinking about you. Well, when you're sending somebody love, they think about you at at that exact moment you're sending it to them, and in a good way. Right. So this is a really useful, powerful, great tool. Whenever you send love to somebody, whether they're there or not, all you have to do is picture white light from your heart chakra to their heart chakra, and that's it. You've sent them love. They're thinking about you at the time, and they're thinking about you in a positive way. How much better can that be? How does it get better I love than it. that? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, we can do that all the time. We can do that at work with everybody we see at work. We can do that when we go to the store. We can go that, do that in the mall. We can do that at meetings. Things will be a lot different for anybody who tries this all the time. Change your life. Yes, we encourage all of you listening to uh, implement this and do this in your daily life. Why not? Make- it's free. It's free. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We are. Uh, our show is wrapping up here, and Okey so um, we want to thank you again for being here, and we look forward to having you at Sundra Healing on June twenty fifth. Uh, for the psychic fair that is going to be wonderful make sure those of you who can get out to come see maggie do that Uh, you can also contact her through her website astrologermaggie.com we want to thank all of the listeners for tuning in and uh, we're your hosts of course rebecca campbell and boyd campbell and you have been listening to awakened hearts on the seventh wave channel of voice america talk radio uh, next week, we have a special guest with us, uh, William Lee Rand. Uh, he is the founder of Karuna and Holy Fire Reiki, as well as the International Center for Reiki Training. And he is going to be here speaking with us about the things that he has going on. So don't miss that. Make sure and tune in next week. And uh, have a wonderful week. And from our hearts to yours, Namaste. 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 
Thank you for tuning in this week to Awakened Hearts. Please join your hosts, Rebecca and Boyd Campbell, again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until our next show, have an enlightened week.